0: Hey, what is up? You are listening to the All Pacers Pod, a podcast for Pacer fans, by Pacer fans. I'm your host, Jack, and today I'm joined by Sal. Sal, how's it going? Not the best. Not the best because the NBA Draft Lottery just happened. If you couldn't tell by the title, this is the Emergency NBA Draft Lottery Podcast. We just got off an Instagram Live where we talked about a lot of this stuff that we're going to talk about today. We're going to go more in-depth in this podcast, but... We jumped right onto our computers because we're devoted to this craft, to our craft. And uh, Sal, thanks for making time to do this, but I know you live in Breathe Pacers, so I don't know what else you'd be doing right now. Yeah. Um. So walk us through kind of how the draft lottery uh, fell into place, what you were expecting, and then what you were feeling throughout.
1: Um. So... When I loaded up the draft stream, I was, uh, you know, already a little nervous, very nervous. Um, As today was supposed to be a day that our franchise was changed for the good, right? It was supposed to be that day where everyone's running around happy because we got a top four pick, which we had a 42% chance at. And, um, you know, we get to pick um, nine, which we had a 0.5% chance at, and we were good. Then we got to eight, we were good, which was also like a 10% chance. Then we get to seven, which we had like a 16 at, and that was, we were good, didn't get seven. And then we got to six, and our card was pulled. Um, immediately, I was not happy at all, uh, especially because the kings jumped up, which I feel is very undeserved, uh, like extremely undeserved, and... Um, I don't know. It's like the past five seasons, since this seventh, since the new lottery odds were introduced, the seventh pick has always jumped up into the top four, uh, which I think is very weird and how no one's speculating anything about that. But it's been five seasons now. Um, but right now, I think there are three prospects that are guys that we can draft, and I can't see us drafting anyone else outside of the three guys that I'm
0: thinking of. Yeah, well, don't give them away yet. I won't. Let's go through the draft order, how it all shook out. You already said the Kings jumped. So, like you said, we came in with the fifth best odds to win the draft lottery um, to get that first pick. The top four had equal odds, and it's – so, what was it? Detroit fell out of the top four. Sacramento jumped in. Um, Indiana and Portland were five and six uh, in that order, respectively. And – Uh, Sacramento jumped us, like you said. So then Sacramento gets number four. So the orders Orlando one, Oklahoma City two, like they need any more draft picks. Um, Houston three, Sacramento four, Detroit five, Indiana six, Portland seven. The Lakers got eight, but they have to give that to New Orleans because of the oft-injured Anthony Davis trade. San Antonio nine, and then Washington 10. Um, So yeah, that sixth spot really uh, throws a wrench in our discussions building up to this point. I don't know why we were so convinced it was going to be a top five pick. I was pretty convinced it was going to be a top three pick and that's just, you know, we've never had or neither of us have experienced a single digit draft pick in Pacers basketball history. Um, So I think just the excitement building up to the opportunity or to the potential of having that um, number one overall pick, man. It was the the anticipation just like gave us way too much hope. And
1: we I didn't even care about number one. We had 33% chance or something like that at top three. That's what I cared about. I, don't, I didn't care which one of
0: those three bigs that we got in the top three. And we don't know how um, it's all going to shake out. It's not necessarily yeah. chalk. One of those guys could fall. Who knows? Um, and, yeah, because we don't know what these teams are thinking. We did, me and you, real quick, we, we went through who we think is going to be drafted one through five before the Pacers get their first pick, and it – would appear that those bigs are going to go easily and let's let's actually talk about that real quick because so we had number one or number one pick is Orlando and if history repeats itself which it tends to do I would guess Orlando is going to go with the best big man that's available and probably the biggest big man that's available so this feels to me like a Chet Holmgren number one overall pick.
1: Well, the Magic have drafted guards for the past three seasons. They have RJ Hampton, Jalen Suggs, Cole Anthony, and uh, I know they didn't draft Markel Fultz, but they have him too. So they're not taking a guard. They're not taking Ivy, and that's the only guard that should be in top three discussions. So I think they take uh, either Paolo or Chet. It, I can really see either three of Chabari, Chet, and Paulo going one. I don't have any preference
0: personally. Um then the Thunder are next. Then, yeah, the Thunder are next. Um, they have their big pieces, which are Shea Gilgis-Alexander, Josh Giddy, Lou Dort, if you include him in that list, but mostly those top two. They have their two guards solidified for the future. This just feels like it's going to be a big man. I don't know how long they want to continue to build around Mike Muscala. What are your thoughts?
1: I think they, uh, they take Chet if he's there, but
0: I think they're going to end up with... Um, Jabari. Yeah, this does feel like a perfect Chet situation. Feels like he's going to go to OKC. That tall, lanky, white guy. Maybe what they were hoping Pokachevsky could have turned into. I guess there's still time. I've been out on uh from the beginning. But yeah, Chet Holmgren could be that guy um, that they were hoping he, Poku would have turned into. So if he's there, it just feels like the perfect situation. Perfect storm to get him to OKC. Um, which leads us to the third draft pick, which is Houston. And I think we're both um, looking at Houston as they need really any position at this point. Jalen Green they have there, but um, I think any position they're just going to go best available. To me, I think Jaden Ivey is going to be the best available in this situation, but whatever big's left, they could also go for him. But I think it's going to be one of the three bigs or Jaden Ivey here.
1: I think it's an easy lock for whoever the third big left is. Uh, They have Jalen Green, and I think they're going to give him another year or two uh, where he's that primary guard. Um, They have Kevin Porter Jr. as well, so uh, he can't go unnoticed, even though he's he's not going to develop much more than he already is. But he's got potential, and um, they need a big man. So I can see them definitely taking... uh, one of the three, whoever whoever falls to them. Uh, I think that's the, the pick they take. Because um, right now they're starting centers Sengun and uh, power forwards um, Chris- Kenyon Martin Jr., I believe. So And they have Christian Wood. Think, yeah, but he's going
0: to be gone very soon. So. so that's leading to number four, which is the Sacramento Kings, who have the Fox and the Ox, I've found out. Uh, Demontis Sabonis, nicknamed the Ox. Now, Wh- what are your thoughts on that? Um, I guess it's it's a nickname. That's for sure. <laughs> so they, uh, you know, me and you both love Sabonis. We're Pacer fans, so obviously we're gonna love Sabonis. We've been defending him for what three, four years now at this point, point? Um, and we've we've seen good all the good in him. Uh, so we know that he has what it takes. I think he's gonna be one of their building blocks going forward it makes sense to pair him with De'Aaron Fox as well and could they go for another guard here I don't know Davion Mitchell has ups and downs um what what would your expectations be for Sacramento at this spot well um
1: I'm trying to think because they have Fox obviously that's their point guard that they've committed to instead of Tyrese um so they had the Tyrese Fox thing That didn't really work out um, And then when Fox was injured Davion comes in He absolutely balls out uh, And he's really 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 good um, When Fox got injured um, And I think they'll try And probably run Starting lineup, But like before the lottery I mean I was expecting them To go next season With um, Davion and Fox As the starters um, But Do they take Ivy and keep Davion and limit his growth? I don't know. Um, But knowing the Kings, they could probably mess something up. I think they could take like Keegan Murray or something. Um, I don't know if they're committed to Sabonis being a center or if they want to get another forward to put like Keegan Murray at the four and Sabonis at the five. Because I've seen a lot of times in these draft uh, mocks of Keegan Murray going around there.
0: Yeah. Um, so Keegan Murray, who played for Iowa last year, 23.5 points per game, 8.7 rebounds, shot 40% from three. Um, you expect that to translate. I mean, that's the biggest aspect of his game is his um, scoring and outside shot especially. So, yeah, Keegan Murray could be a good fit around Sabonis. Um and I, I want it, If I'm the Kings, the biggest worry I have is trying to do what the Pacers did with Sabonis and put him alongside a center that also clogs the lane and is a, is a pretty decent three point shooter, but not great. Um, and I don't think Keegan Murray's exactly that. He's more of a I, I'd say he's more of a space the floor type of guy, at least potential wise. I don't know if it makes sense for them to get him there. If it was me, obviously I'm drafting one of the three bigs or Jaden Ivey, and I that's what I expect here. Which leads us to five, who the Detroit Pistons own that pick, and is this where you think realistically Keegan Murray falls?
1: Yeah, this is where I'd say Murray falls, and if not Murray, I think Ivy's taken here. Um, I don't know. I uh, they have Corey Joseph at the starting point guard, Kate at the two jeremy at the four sadika the three and isaiah stewart the five right now um i've also seen aj griffin getting mocked to go number five to the pistons uh, which kind of makes a little bit of sense because i'm i'm thinking he can probably play some shooting guard as well so uh maybe they slide k to the point and pick either ivy or aj griffin or something like that
0: yeah um and I, I know you like Shaden uh, shade Sharp, too, correct? Yeah. So if he goes five, which to me, I think that might be a little crazy. I know he didn't play a game for Kentucky last year. Um, we've seen that, though, in the past where guys uh, barely play any games in college and it they're, like, they're fine in the NBA. Just off the top of my head, I'm thinking Kyrie Irving, Darius Garland. Um, those were different situations. At least they played a game. I don't know if that's a character thing for Shaden Sharp or what. But, uh, yeah, I mean, that's kind of a red flag to me. I don't know if he'll get picked top five, but who knows? Talent-wise, it seems like he's a clear top ten pick no matter what. Um, But, yeah, to me, I just think this is a Keegan Murray spot, no doubt, which leads us to the Pacers at the sixth pick, and I know you're heartbroken even hearing me say that. Um, But there's a bunch of guys on the board – and we we talked a little bit about it on the instagram live stream if you joined us we had um probably 100 plus people on right at the very beginning sal i don't know if you saw that uh i was i was pretty stoked about that so uh yeah shout out to everyone who joined in on that i i know when we get there's 256 at the end you know yeah that's what's up so shout out to all 256 of you who joined in um and were upset with us makes it a little Mm -hmm. bit easier so, the sixth pick, like I said. So there's going to there's some good guys available. I'm going to read some names. We're going to talk about them too. So uh I mean, we already named the 5 that we think are going to be drafted. We'll talk about them more as uh the like as the draft near becomes closer. What am I trying to say? When the draft gets closer to um, happening, we'll talk more about these guys. But let's just talk about some of these guys that we did not mention yet. So sh- like I said, Shaden Sharp, we already mentioned t- Ty Ty Washington Jr. He's like projected like 12th now. And I mean, he's a point guard. Wouldn't necessarily make sense with the Pacers. I did talk about on the last episode of the All Pacers pod where sometimes having two ball handlers works for a team. We're seeing that with the Dallas Mavericks right now where their two best players are primary ball handlers. And it's crazy that it works. Um, So I don't want to discount us drafting another point guard. I know you're definitely opposed to it based on your Malcolm Brogdon, Tyrese Halliburton opinions, but yeah, so Ty Ty Washington, A.J. Griffin, like you said, I know you like him, Jeremy Sochan will be available, um, Oche Abaji, who was the uh, Kansas guard slash forward uh, for their national championship run, stellar player, but he's he's older, he's a senior, um, Benedict Matherin, who I know you like, um, Jalen Duran. Johnny Davis, who will be available. I love Johnny Davis, Wisconsin player. And uh, any other names I'm missing that you, you feel like we should mention?
1: No, I feel like it's like clearly pretty set on us taking Griffin, Sharp, or Keegan.
0: Griffin, Sharp, or Keegan, yeah. Or Ivy if we get super lucky. Man, that would be the dream. It, I mean, it should happen he's an in Indiana or he plays at Purdue. But, I mean, just travel to Indianapolis, you know play for the Pacers. Mm-hmm. That'd be awesome. Yeah. yeah, I I can't see him falling. I, I, his talent, I mean, just based on his athleticism alone and his shot creation, I just don't think he's going to fall out of that top four. Um, But yeah, I mean, if I had to pick right now, if those five that we already mentioned are gone, um, AJ Griffin might be the one for me. His three-point shooting was great. He could translate into a 3-and-D... Uh, high-level type of player. His defense wasn't great at Duke. I mean, it, it, he, he definitely had flashes and has the size potential to be a really solid wing defender, but uh, I don't think we got to see it fully yet. Could he become that in Indiana? I don't know, but at least the three-point shooting's there, and he did get off to a slow start, so by the end of the season was playing really well, proving that you know he deserves to be a top pick in this NBA draft. Um, if the Pacers get him, that'd be awesome. He's a wing player. That's what I think we definitely need. Um, and, you know, like if Benedict Matherin falls there as well, or if the Pacers take him, I wouldn't be mad about that either. Is that kind of what you're thinking, or are you wanting Shaden Sharp or Ty Ty Washington potentially?
1: I want Shaden Sharp or A.J. Griffin or um, Benedict. Benedict last probably, but... Um I'm looking at comparisons for all these players that we're talking about. Uh Jimmy Butler is a Adrian Griffin Jr. comparison. Um and a and this is NBA And uh Shadon Sharp is compared to uh Brandon Roy, DeMar DeRozan, Z- um Vince Carter, uh Devin Booker.
0: Jeez, what? Why Yeah. there's no way. I there's there's no way. Yeah. Uh uh-huh. Who's doing this? That doesn't even make sense. He is—he's a very above-the-rim player. Yeah, but I mean, gosh, those guys. Those—they're—I mean—they're I mean, all different. I don't know, man. Brandon Roy—if he's anything like Brandon Roy, I'll—I'll I'll be so stoked. Man. Uh, okay. Well. Let's. So let's just. So I'm AJ Griffin, and you're Shade and Sharp if those top five are gone, right? Yeah, I'm I'm shade on sharp. And you're not – are you Keegan Murray over shade and sharp? No, I'm no Keegan Murray. Okay. So if it all shakes out, that could be who we take. Um, Obviously, there's a lot of guys here. It's all going to move around. Like I said at the beginning of this podcast, it's not chalk yet, um, so we don't know what's going to happen at that top five spot. I am bummed, but let's uh, talk about our team a little bit – Sal, um, talk about needs that we have going forward. Free- I think
1: we have something we should talk about first. Oh, actually. let's let's
0: hear it. Uh, the possibility
1: of trading up or down. Okay, I think it's something we should just mention quickly. Yeah,
0: let's talk about some tradable. Um, who who are some tradable assets that you see? So
1: we have Turner, we have um, Duarte, we have um, Isaiah Jackson. um Those are kind of our main guys that we got. Brogdon, no one's going to take him in the top five. Um, But uh, I'm trying to think of what I was just about to say. Um, But I I can't see us trading up because I don't think that's possible. Not a lot of people want our assets. Uh, I did see something that's not related to the draft, is that uh, the Suns and Pacers have been talking about a Miles Turner and Chris Duarte for DeAndre Ayton sign and trade, uh, which I'm all for now that we haven't landed a top three pick um but besides that uh trading down uh, i know uh you know who uh pacers territory is on instagram no so he has i don't know i think 2k or something and he um was talking about trading down because like he's super into uh like college basketball and he's like always posting about that stuff and like he says that uh He'd rather just trade down and get future picks because none of these guys are really look too good to
0: him. But uh interesting. Yeah. Um I don't, I don't
1: think there's really room to trade anywhere at all. I don't think anything of like that. I think the only likely trade we can do on this off
0: season is getting rid of Brogdon and then trading for Aiton maybe. So you wanted to talk about trades and then you didn't want to bring up any of the trades to move up. <laughs> Because we can't.
1: There's no way
0: we (laughs) can't. Okay, I got you. I got you.
1: Like, look at Kate. Look, Orlando,
0: um,
1: why would they trade for any of the guys? Well,
0: okay, here's the reason. If they don't love one of the three big men or Jaden Ivey, and their favorite guys may be Shade and Sharp. They have to. They have to like (laughs) one of these three guys. Okay, well, then let's move to, like, Detroit. What if Detroit doesn't love uh, a certain guy and they want to move down a pick because they can get. The one pick lower and an asset plus um, they don't have to worry about their guy getting taken. Maybe they're high on uh, Benedict Mathurin and think five's too high. We can move down to six and still get him. Then maybe the Pacers can move up and get one of those top five guys that we've already mentioned. So I don't know. That's the only thing that I could think we saw it with. If you remember the Celtics when they drafted or they had the number one overall pick traded with the 76ers. Sixers drafted Markel Fultz number one, and then the Celtics ended up getting Jason Tatum at three. They said that's who they were going to take at number one um, anyways, and it just worked out for them because they knew they could get him later. So who knows, man? Maybe the Pacers have a trade like that where there's a team that wants to move down. Maybe the Pacers are a team where they'd want to move down too, so I don't want to take that away. But I think a trade could happen, especially since we have tradable contracts like Buddy Heald, Malcolm Brogdon, Miles Turner you mentioned. Um... I can't believe you – did you say Isaiah Jackson potentially? Unfortunately, yeah, I did say that. See, I, I don't know, man. That's That doesn't seem very Sal of you. I could
1: see, like, the Rockets maybe doing something like that. Yeah. But I think that no one would want any of Buddy Heald, Miles Turner or Brogdon in the top four. Um, I think this is now the Pacers having to tank a whole other year praying we get the first pick, and draft Victor Webanyama. Oh. I, if we could guarantee the first pick next year, I would trade this pick for nothing like John Henson. Okay, well... just guarantee it next year. This
0: brings up a good question. Do the Pacers have, now at the sixth pick, do they have the grimmest future going forward? Is it just Tyrese Halliburton? Is our roster the... uh? worst next season
1: is it the worst i'm i'm hoping it's the worst will we have the worst will I, we have the I worst team? It.
0: i think we'll have potentially if we don't see any big moves happen we may have the worst team in the nba next season
1: yeah probably <laughs> we'll see. um i mean like we want have brogdon i don't think i think that's gone
0: uh tj warren's gone um well let's talk about that let's talk about who's leaving um and what we're expecting. So, free agents, we have O'Shea Brissett, who I expect to re-sign. I would assume you believe the same. Yeah, he'll re yeah. Lance Stevenson, I expect will re-sign. I, w- I would think you believe the same. Yes. Um. Terry Taylor, I no, he signed multi-year deal. Um. Let's see. Jalen Smith is a free agent. I don't know if he'll re-sign. That one's still up in the air. It's up to him, Fully. Gabe, Gabe York is a free agent. Uh, I don't expect them to be anywhere near the NBA next season. Um, I hope not. Nate Hinton is a free agent, and then also Ricky Rubio and TJ Warren. I've heard some talk about Ricky Rubio coming to Indiana um, to play next season, um, and then we'll see what happens with TJ Warren. But that's our free agents. Like I said, I expect O'Shea Brissett and Lance to for sure be back. We'll see how everything else shakes out. but
1: Yeah, Lance will be back. O'Shea will be back. can almost guarantee that.
0: And then Malcolm Brogdon is being shopped the, get him out. Yeah, he'll be he'll be moved, especially with how this roster looks. I'm sure they'll praying get him somewhere else. Um, he's a type of player that can be maybe that third option on a championship team, especially like if you have two really good star players alongside of him. He's a defensive minded point guard who, um, can run the offense. So, so I'm gonna say
1: something that's controversial.
0: Um, let's hear it.
1: Now I know that Westbrook was just. Uh, apparently likely to stay in L.A. next season. But um, I was for that Buddy Heald, Malcolm Brogdon, for Westbrook and a first-round pick deal, 100%. Um, Anything to get rid of Brogdon, uh, I'll do. Um, I like Buddy Heald. I have his jersey. Um, But, I mean, getting Westbrook for a year, um, maybe him teaching Halliburton some things, but not playing significant minutes with Halliburton would be kinda cool. Uh, and I think this would bottom us out even more. Uh, kind of help us tank for next year. And then another move I'd like to make um, would be with Miles Turner and Chris Duarte um, to get Aiton. And I think we can we're a team that should pay Aiton the max, whatever it is, 150 mil or 140 million. Um, which I'm perfectly okay with having him be our uh, star center because I do believe he still has a lot of potential to be a multi time all star and uh, I think he'd be a great fit alongside Tyrese uh, to give him a lob threat, um, have like an offensively orientated center that uh, plays good with a good point guard, which Tyrese is. Um, but if those two moves could happen and we could keep that six-pick, draft whoever it is, uh, Sharp, Griffin, and then we have a core of Tyrese, the pick, and Aiden, I think we walk out of here uh with a good off season. And then also the likelihood to be a bottom feeder.
0: Yeah, um so I'm all in for the Ayton trade. I think having Halliburton and Ayton as a pair going forward could be really exciting and uh I mean as they continue to, to, to develop together, I mean, shoot. We're talking like serious that deep playoff runs. That could be a dynamic duo. Yeah. That,
1: that could be a dynamic
0: duo. Um I would trade Turner and Duarte for them. I think the Suns might make that trade too. Yeah, it's likely. Yeah, I were mean, already talking about it. So, especially getting some depth off the bench for, in a, a- guard Aiden position. Aiden doesn't.
1: Aiden doesn't want to be there. Um, and you don't at have least to hide. That's what I've heard.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's no way. And you don't have to hide. And
1: they can't pay him. They can't even pay him. So, right. Um, they'd have to do some other. I mean, I
0: uh, he's for sure disrespected. Um, like he feels disrespected from the whole way the situation's shaking out. Like um, all of his, all of his other draftees yeah. in his
1: draft class were getting maxes. Even Michael Porter Jr. Right,
0: that's crazy. Um, yeah. So I mean, like I said, the Duarte Turner deal, I'd be all in for Phoenix. Wouldn't have to hide Duarte on defense like they're having to do with some of their guards, um, and they can't even play Cameron Payne anymore because you can't help. He's you, bad. Yeah, you can't play defense. So, uh, is do they don't have Corkmaz? Who's who's the guard that they have, I can't think of his name right now. I'm not Corkmas. Uh, who's the other one that they remind me of each other? They're identical players. Shannon? Yeah, Landry Shamet, That's right. I would love to have Duarte instead of Shamit personally. I think Shamit's a more explosive. We also have Aaron Holiday. Don't
1: don't forget about Aaron.
0: Well, I'm, I I hate to say it, man. I I feel he got, like he got, got a f- fight
1: with Boban. You know,
0: was it? No, I think it was Alfred Payton.
1: No, Aaron Bowman was dribbling the ball up half court, and then Aaron runs up behind him and steals the ball. That wasn't Alfred Payton. How sure are you? No, it was
0: Aaron. It was Aaron. All right, I I think it was Alfred Payton. I know it's a hundred percent. I saw. I it know. Clip. I'm a hundred percent that it's Alfred Payton. I know. <laughs> we could make a <laughs> bet right now. We might. Uh, we'll we'll do it off off the podcast. We're gonna look yeah. it up. Because I, I don't even know what we'd bet. <laughs> um, dang, I can't believe it might be Aaron Holiday. Well, I'll look it up later. So, yeah, th- I love that trade. I really like Buddy Heald. I think we got to see flashes of yeah, what he can do. Yeah, I like be. him.
1: I like him a lot, I want
0: to trade him for Westbrook. I think with his contract, how it uh, is a contract that every year gets less and less. It's not going up. It's going down. So, in two seasons, it'll be an $18 million deal. And I think that'll be worth it when he's a 31-year-old uh, guard. St- I mean, I know that's older at this point, but, I mean... For eighteen million at that point, who knows what the salary cap's gonna look like? I would guess it's going up. But 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 I wanna bottom out. Okay. And then getting rid of
1: Brogdon, who we'd be paying like twenty something million when he's like thirty four. Right? Yeah. That's not a good contract, and he's gonna be if you think his injuries are bad now, just wait till he's thirty four years old. Um so I, I say we gotta get off that contract as soon as possible. And the Lakers uh, getting Brogdon, getting Buddy, uh, I think that elevates them to that contending team again. Uh, and I think the fit there with Buddy Heald is perfect with LeBron. Um, Malcolm, they get a better defensively orientated point guard that's kind of higher IQ, I'd say, even though he's kind of a bonehead on the Pacers sometimes. but um, And then I don't know if the Pacers maybe would buy out Westbrook, uh, but...
0: I don't know. I don't know how you could for forty million. What would that even look like? Might as well you just play. You can buy him out,
1: uh, but I'd just play him off the bench if that's. Gosh, dude, that's that not gonna do. work.
0: I just. I, man. Well, we're not trying to win. That's. I don't know, man. That's crazy to me.
1: You don't want Westbrook out instantly. Uh, someone could argue that he he would be our best player in franchise history.
0: No, that's crazy. Of all time. No, what are you talking about? MVP, average triple-double okay, for four Okay, but not seasons. like current,
1: I mean. No, not current. I'm saying all-time.
0: Like, accolades-wise, okay. I think he's higher than Reggie on the 75 list as well. You'd have to argue, like, Chris Mullen, too. Well, was he NBA 75? Um, No, I don't think so. I guess you he wouldn't be in that conversation, huh? Huh. I don't even want to think about it. No, that trade's not happening. I know. It's probably not going to happen. But
1: if I'm the Pacers, I'm making every single call to Phoenix. I can tonight. And I'm getting this deal uh, processed. Because without being in the top three, you're not getting... Even the top four, one could say. But without being in there, you're not getting your big man that you wanted. Um, Miles Turner. I mean, if we end up keeping him, sure, this is the last chance to prove himself. But... If we give him this year and he doesn't pan out, then he'll only be on a one-year deal and his value will drop significantly. Um, and then Duarte's cool. Great player for a contending team, uh, especially because he has high motor energy uh, and he's not afraid to shoot and he plays defense. That's something that the Phoenix Suns would like. And then um, you get more defense with Turner than you do with Aiden. So, I don't know. A win-win for both teams, I'd say.
0: Interesting. Um Let's talk about the 31st pick and 60th pick. I don't even – I'm just kind of springing this on you. I don't even know if you've had a chance to look at who could even be available at that point. Um, I'm to look at a mock draft, but I uh, I think I remember a few guys that I liked. Yeah, so right now, NBA nbadraft.net has the 31st and 60th guy, 31 being EJ uh, Liddell from Ohio State, who's a junior, um, and then 60, Isaiah Brockington from Iowa State. I mean, this goes without saying, this isn't like a definitive list. This is just them pointing out guys who they think could go at certain spots. But like we said at the beginning of the podcast, we have the 31st pick, which is the first overall pick in the second round. And then we also have the 60th pick, which is the very last pick in the draft. Um, And we saw moves get made last season. We traded, I believe we, did we have the last pick in last year's draft? Yeah, um, we did. And we ended up making moves... Traded those, paired the traded picks with Aaron Holiday for Isaiah Jackson. So, I mean, we've seen the Pacers make moves in recent history. We could see that again. Pairing the 31st and 60th pick could move you into a a sub-30 pick into the first round, potentially. Um, But let's just talk about what we could see at number 31. I, I see some names here. Like I said, EJ Liddell. Leonard Miller, Bryce McGowan's from or McGowan's from Nebraska. Um Trace Jackson Davis for all those Hoosiers out there. Couple Duke guys. Uh Trevor Keels and Wendell Moore could be available. Uh gosh, it just depends if you even like a lot of these guys. There's some overtime elite players that could be available here too. Um for some reason oh, they have Max Christie. Max Christie I don't even see him on this. Max Christie. Oh, they have Max Christie at twenty-two or Christie. That's a crispy. They have Max Christie at twenty-two to Memphis. Oh, really? Yep. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's a lot of guys. They uh, Drew Timmy at fifty-nine. Drew Timmy. Yeah, I
1: also saw Scottie Pippen Jr. at uh, sixty. Oh. You
0: know, low key just for the hype. That'd be I'm fun. I'm taking
1: Scottie Pippen Jr. Yeah,
0: get some celebrity. Uh, appearances at pacer basketball games could sell some tickets huh that's not a bad idea even though
1: scotty pippen has like the worst junior uh the older one has like the worst takes of all time but um scotty pippen jr is gonna be like 22 in
0: november yeah that's okay for a second round draft pick. yeah no big deal uh i would expect trace jackson davis the pacers to take a good long look at him um I think if he's available at 60, which might be crazy, but could be very likely as a Hoosier fan. Uh, I just know his game doesn't necessarily translate to the NBA, but especially, I mean, I don't think he ever hit a three in the, in his college career. So uh, talent alone, though, I mean, who knows? Maybe he could be number 31. Maybe he could be 60. I don't know how it's all going to shake out, but uh, they have Brady Manick at 53 available. Would you want him long hair phenom from North Carolina? Um, I'm completely going into the second round blind and I have
1: no opinions on who we take. So <laughs> the only thing I'm judging my second round picks on is how old the players are.
0: Right. So like you loved the Cassius Stanley pick a couple <laughs> years ago. And how did that I work liked out? Him
1: because he was hype. That's why I liked it. Yeah. Everyone. I remember when he got drafted and everyone like overtime and like all
0: these big, uh, things were like, Oh my God, the Pacers <laughs> got high flyer. Yeah. poster machine Cassius Stanley gosh man it's just, he just was not a, a basketball player hey, well b- he's in the NBA because he could dunk that's the only reason he's in the NBA yeah and I don't think but he's ended anymore
1: he's uh, on the Pistons right now though
0: just for a minute I don't think he's still is he
1: um yeah I think they cut him
0: yeah I'm pretty sure they did
1: oh you know who I'd like to see back is one of our moves let's hear it um Edmund Sumner
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, there has been talk. We've heard some rumors that um not per sources, just rumors. We've talked to some people, but we're not sourcing it. We've heard some we've heard some chatter that Edmund Sumner might sign a two way deal with the Pacers next season. He still works out in Indy in the Pacers facility. That's worth noting. Um so I mean could he be He's back in another
1: Lance type signing for
0: us. Well, in a way. I don't, like, w- don't want fa-
1: fan favorite comes back.
0: Yeah, he'll for sure be a fan favorite at that point, but gosh, comparing him to Lance is pretty drastic.
1: Like, in terms of like us signing a guy that everyone already likes. Yes. Yes. And so. especially because like, the way he got cut and all that stuff, I feel like Pacers fans are very accepting of him and I know he likes like the Pacers a lot, so
0: Yeah, I mean way it's Yeah, so he should uh yeah, I mean, if the Pacers want to right or wrong, we saw that already with the way they handled the uh Karis Levert situation. I think I mean a lot of that was just if you don't know what I'm talking about, Cassius Stanley, when he was traded to Indiana, uh they found a growth on his kidney. The Pacers didn't cancel the trade. They supported him. I think that a lot of that had to do with the way this is just a hunch, that Paul George was talking about the Pacers negatively in the news. He he does it every so often, it's it's irritating Um, but I think the Pacers are proving that they support players Um, and who knows maybe they could write this wrong with Edmund Sumner in the same way just do you realize what you just said at the start what whose name you said instead of Karis Levert what did I say (laughs)
1: he <laughs> said Cassius
0: Stanley. Oh, I mean Karis the Ver- Oh, thanks for yeah. catching that. <laughs> no problem. I'm currently reading Cassius Stanley's transactions <laughs> on Basketball yeah. Reference. He signed a 10-day on January 21st, 2022, and that's the last. So I guess they let it run out and didn't bring him back. But, yeah, he had three 10-day contracts with the Pistons. Um, So I guess one of them was a hardship 10-day. Maybe. Hmm. Hey, yeah, we saw Lance Stevenson sign four with the Pacers this year and then get an uh, ex- end-of-year extension. So five, he signed five pieces of paper with the Pacers in one season. Insane. He'll um, be back. Yeah, he'll be back. So let's, uh, let's move on to – let's see. Let's talk about the Pacers' outlook as a team again. Let me pull this back up. So, expected starting lineup if we don't make any moves. Sal. What? Tyrese Halliburton, Duarte, right? Or Buddy Heald? Well, no. Brogdon. You think Brogdon would start? Well,
1: unfortunately,
0: he would, I guess so, yeah. Okay, you're right.
1: They're going to make Tyrese play the two and suck, and then... (laughs)
0: Like... Ugh, I hate Brogdon so much. No, yeah, Brogdon's um, gone. We can't even do this without saying.
1: Okay, I'm saying Brogdon's gone, so I'm going to yeah. say the lineup is now Tyrese, Chris, Buddy. Um, I guess Turner's back, so Shea Butta, and then
0: uh, Turner. Oh, I like Shea Butta. Yeah. like that nickname. Let's see. Is it on basketball reference yet? No. What is it going to that- take to get that nickname on basketball reference? Shea Butta. That's really, that's cool. I like that, man. Very that's creative. A nickname. So, okay, that yeah. starting lineup's not bad. I don't think it's the worst in the NBA, right? I hope it would be. Man, because, I mean, you're expecting Tyrese Halliburton to take a leap. You're expecting Duarte to take a leap.
1: I'm not expecting Duarte to take a leap.
0: I mean, he was a sophomore at Oregon. I think he'll get better. I don't think he's going to take a leap. I'm, you're so focused on the age. I'm not focused on the age, it's just
1: I don't know. Like, his, it- he, he had a lot of injury issues with us yeah. towards the end of the season. Um and not and too many players can't take a leap at the same time. So if any two players are taking the leap if we don't trade Miles Turner, it's
0: gonna be Tyrese and Miles. It's not gonna be Miles Turner. You're falling victim to this, man. <laughs> the We've, trap again. You're fall- every year. Every year a trap. It's, this will be the seventh have. the the seventh season. <laughs> the
1: seventh year that he's supposed to jump.
0: The seventh season where he's supposed to jump in his stats are twelve and seven. Yeah. I'm telling you, man. I don't even know what he averaged last yeah. year, but it's why it's
1: similar to that. It's that's it, why I want Aiden because Aiden's not as soft as Miles is.
0: Okay, I threw out twelve and seven just off the top of my head, his career stats are 12.7 and 6.7. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, for 21, 22, we average 12.9 and 7.1. Jeez, old Yeah, so, uh, yeah, I don't expect him to take a leap. The past five seasons, you ready for this? Yeah. From Starting from 2017 on, 12.7 points, 13.3 points, 12.1 points, 12.6 points, 12.9 points. So, I mean, very little change during that time. Rebounds not much of a difference either. Even closer. So, 6.4, 7.2, 6.6, 6.5, 7.1. I'm telling you, Sal, it's not changing. You can give him give all the shots. Aiton. Get yeah. me Aiden. Get me Aiden. We'll t- we'll take DeAndre Aiden. I think the Suns would I'll pay be Aiton smart and 160 mil if he wants. <laughs> I'll pay him anything he wants. I love it. Well, I, I don't think... Do we have anything else we need to cover?
1: No, it's basically just a sad day for Pacers. A relatively sad day. It was a realistic, but sad day.
0: Look, the teams that are ahead of us are all known to mess up uh, year after year in the NBA. Maybe not Houston. Yeah, I, th- I like Houston's picks. But... All I'm saying is. I'd say the Magic mess it up. The. Kings, for sure.
1: Kings ma- mess up things a lot. Um. Detroit. Nah, Detroit. Um. Well, like, Stewart's cool. Same with Bay. Same with Cade.
0: No, I mean, they. Uh, I mean, they
1: took Darko Milicic.
0: <laughs> okay, But well, they won a chip that year, so. They did. It worked out. Um. No, I mean, all I'm saying is a few of these teams could mess it up. Who knows? Maybe we'll get one of those top four guys that we're looking at fall to six. You never know. Um, And...
1: We just need someone to, like... We need Keegan Murray to just go crazy in the draft combine.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, the more I've been reading about Keegan Murray during this podcast, the more I'm kind of liking him. And I've watched him play all season. Uh, So... I don't know. Even just seeing his stats, having about 24 points per game in the Big Ten, that's that's insane. Can't can't count that out. Um, but I don't know. We'll see. I'm I mean, looking up a Keegan Murray comparison. Ooh, we should we should try to guess this. Um, they're going to compare. Who do you think him, it is? They're going to compare him to. Uh, I don't know. I see a lot of Tyler Zeller in him. I'm just playing. I don't know. Who, who do they have? So, Pascal Siakam is the ceiling.
1: Oh, my gosh. Okay. Obi Toppin and a taller Otto Porter.
0: That's so dumb to me. And then
1: another NBA, another website has Otto Porter slash Michael Porter Jr. Um, Let's see. I could see Michael uh, Porter Jr. being one. a ceiling. Here's a third one. Um no, oh, I don't know why I can't find it now. Um,
0: I did read to real quick that uh, apparently I don't, he's a defensive liability, though. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, that's my biggest problem with him. He just is, oh, he's, he's like lum- he's slow and lumbering. It seems. Oh, well, like. I don't like this. so.
1: He's just like a Sabonis that's like
0: that can shoot. Okay, I don't want another one of those in Indiana. But can't. Yeah, it doesn't have the same developed post game as Sabonis. I don't, I don't think know. ever will. I mean, Why he's just he's I a he's more. a scorer is his thing. He's a scorer, and I mean, I guess it makes sense that he's a top five projected guy, maybe top ten at least. I think it makes sense, but I just I don't get excited looking at Keegan Murray play basketball. I, I don't, don't either. So, uh, he did torch us, or played really well against. I'm uh, not us. Uh, the Hoosiers in the tournament Um, so
1: I'm seeing Thaddeus Thaddeus Young comparisons now
0: okay yeah I guess I could see that one but like why would I draft Thaddeus Young at 6 I think if you had a guaranteed Thaddeus Young at 6 you would
1: no I think
0: so no
1: I'm gonna take the guy that can be the next like I don't know Oladipo at 6 but he could also not be the next Oladipo
0: okay I see what you're saying uh, okay. Real quick, so Jaden Ivey comparison. I saw someone say he's he has the athleticism of Westbrook and the explosiveness of Ja Morant. I've just seen Ja Morant, Ja Morant, Ja Morant, Ja Morant, Ja Morant. Crazy. So th- I just thought that was ridiculous. And he looks like Ja Morant too. And he kind of does, yeah. Um, and then, uh, oh gosh, who else was I gonna mention? That's the only one I can think of right now. I had two things I was gonna say. Let's just forget about it. Um, but
1: Chet Holmgren, unicorn. I don't think you can compare
0: it to anyone else. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. He has some um, Anthony Bennett vibes. Here, I'm gonna look up. Um, <laughs> one last thing. Yeah. Um, if you're listening too, we're we're releasing this ASAP. But uh, so I don't think I even told you. So stay tuned because we're gonna have Shelvin Mack on the All Pacers Pod this week. Yeah, I
1: saw. I saw that. I saw you answered.
0: Yeah, so Shelvin Mack is going to be on the podcast this week, um, and then we'll release that probably next week, and then uh, we'll have a current Butler player as well. We will uh, keep that one under wraps, but yeah, we're going uh, a couple Butler guys this week, which should be kind of fun. If you're up in Indy, I don't know if if you're in Indy, if you're just automatically a Butler fan, how that works. Um, I would assume you're IU or Purdue still, but yeah, so we'll we'll be interviewing Shelvin Mack, which will be exciting. If you don't remember, he was on that Butler team that made it to two straight NCAA finals games, which is just insane. Gordon Hayward was his teammate that first year, but the second year he was the best player on the finals uh, running Butler team. So crazy. But you were looking something up, Sal.
1: Do you want to guess the comparisons for the three big men?
0: Yeah, let's hear it. So Chet Holmgren, they're probably going to say like Chris Stapps, Porzingis, or Kevin Durant. Uh, Chris Stapps, Porzingis. Okay. You're right. Okay, Paolo Banchero. Paolo Banchero is going to be, I, man, the first name that came to my head is incorrect. I know it, but I, Marvin Bagley is what I'm thinking. Maybe like a, uh, I got to think more like 6'8 and athletic, maybe. I'm just going to say Jaron Jackson. Uh, Julius Randle slash Juwan Howard. Julius Randle, okay.
1: Interesting. And then Jabari Smith.
0: Jabari Smith's going to be like a... They're probably going to say like Paul George.
1: Rashard Lewis mixed with some Kevin Garnett. A more perimeter-orientated Jaron Jackson Jr. Or like a very, very good version
0: of Kevon Looney. Oh. <laughs> Jeez, dude. At the floor. <laughs> Gosh, if if that's the floor for a player at hey, the top three. Hey, don't disrespect
1: him. Me and Mark talked about... Him on the last episode, he had 22 boards in game six.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, I don't don't know. (laughs) I'm going to slander Kevon Looney forever. I've been doing it for a few years now. But if FanDuel keeps making his over-under for points like two and a half, I'm going to bet the over every single time. So shout-out to Kevon Looney for at least scoring three points for me a few times. Um, Yeah. Man, yeah, so Jabari Smith, I was watching him today at the draft lottery. They had the three guys lined up. He seemed weirdly tall, and I thought, what are the odds he has some of those shoe fillers that make you, like, four inches taller? (laughs) There's a chance, right? Pretty low. Because the two... So, Bancaro and Jabari Smith looked like they were the same height as Chet Holmgren. I can't imagine that that's the case. I think there was some scheming going on. That's that's all I got to say. But, uh, yeah, I'm a big Jabari Smith fan. We'll see. I don't like the Kevon Looney comparison. I think he could be like a wing scorer. Um but hey, I mean if they think Kevin Garnett is his future, I think they're crazy, but who knows? Um I think it's valid. You do? Man. Maybe, maybe. But okay, well let's wrap this up because we've been kind of rambling for the past ten minutes, but uh, it's true. you gonna be able to sleep tonight?
1: Um sure. <laughs> Um, I'm, I'm focusing on Adrian Griffin Jr. and Shady on Sharp.
0: Okay. Um, yeah, get, we'll we'll need some uh, more info on the Playbook podcast, which releases every week. You guys are the most consistent of all the podcasts, so shout out to you and Mark Sal. Of course. If you haven't already listened to the Playbook, you can find that here on All Indie Sports Network of Podcasts, All Pacers Pod, The Playbook, Colts Corner, Blue Buds Hoops. You can find all of those there. And then maybe a fifth one day. We'll see how it all happens, how it all shakes out. I've been kind of dreaming what that could be. Maybe fantasy football, maybe sports betting. I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll see. But anyway, Sal, have a great rest of your night. And I'll catch you later. Have you shouted out our uh, title sponsor yet? Oh, good call. Yeah, shout out to... Um, I did this the other day for All Pastors Pod. It felt so weird. Uh, I'll go ahead and do it. So shout out to uh, Jack Brown Videography who is paying for all of this. So I know that feels like a lame self-promotion and you're correct if it feels that way. Um, So shout out Jack Brown Videography, (laughs) wedding videographer in the Louisville, Kentucky area. The best. Slash Indianapolis. Thank you. Thank you, Sal. Um, But anyway, for Sal, I'm Jack. Thanks for listening to the All Pacers 5. Peace out.
1: You want me, Joel Embiid? Come get it, because I'm going to give it to you. Are
0: you kidding me? Sabonis brought it to him.